capable workers are being denied jobs. Small businesses are failing at the fault of a pandemic, not themselves. Restaurants and stores are no longer a place to gather, and the government is unwilling to provide accurate and developed statistics and plans regarding this virus. How long can we continue like this? But more importantly, how long will it take to ensure that opening the economy will not threaten the lives of thousands more? My name is Lily, and you're listening to COVID Quarantine, a podcast where I delve into the impacts of the coronavirus pandemic and how they are affecting our lives at local, state, and national scales. Today, I'm going to be dissecting an article from the New York Times called The U.S. is Nowhere Close to Reopening the Economy, Experts Say. Before we begin, there are several key terms you need to understand to get the most out of the information provided in this podcast. First, you need to know what an economy is. An economy is essentially an interconnected community of businesses and organizations that you can find on a variety of scales. Unemployment is the amount of people who have been actively searching for a job in the past four weeks and are willing to start within a two-week period. Policymakers are the people who develop and the, the rules and regulations, otherwise known as policy, for a government or a company. A small business is a business that lays below a threshold in categories such as number of employees. A small business loan is when a company, organization, or government provides a small business with money which is intended to be paid back within a certain amount of time. Direct payment is when a person receives payment directly, such as a check from the government to its citizens. An unemployment benefit is a resource, such as money, that is provided to unemployed people generally by the government. Bottleneck is when something cannot produce what is wanted of it because it is being overworked. This can apply to organizations, people, and even physical machinery. A business failure is when a company is not able to successfully perform and therefore in some way hurts those who are the stakeholders in it. A shutdown is when something such as a government or a company is not functioning. And the unemployment rate is when the number is the number of people unemployed expressed as a percentage of the workforce. In order to know when the U.S. can reopen the economy, we need to understand the coronavirus. Some of the main components of doing so are increasing testing and fully understanding the capacity for hospital patients in different parts of the country. The New York Times article mentioned before states that the United States desperately needs more testing for the virus in order to give policymakers the first key piece of evidence they need to determine how fast the virus is spreading and when it might be safe for people to return to work. Without more testing, there is no way that you could set a time limit on when you could open the economy. Rapid deployment of randomized testing for the virus could reduce its health and economic damage. 
In essence, this quotation is placing pressure on the importance of testing in the grand scheme of the American economy. Without tests, it argues, the government will have no baseline information to formulate speculations about the growth or decline of the virus over time. One of the main ideas to consider before reopening the economy is if the percentage of new victims to the coronavirus is declining over time. As of now, the government is unable to determine this information, since they don't have accurate testing to develop counts of the unfortunate cases and even deaths in the country. But testing isn't the only piece of vital context regarding the virus. The same article states, Policymakers will also need better data on how strained hospitals and entire regional healthcare systems are likely to be if the infection rate flares up and spreads. Ideally, they would sufficiently control the rate to establish so-called contract tracing in order to track and avoid the spread of coronavirus across the country. This passage provides two key pieces of information, both regarding how the U.S. can develop its understanding of COVID-19. First, the government needs to expand its understanding of the capabilities of hospitals across the country, specifically regarding the virus. This is an important piece of information to know because it would provide vital context regarding the true limit of U.S. healthcare providers and how this capacity varies through regions of the country. Not only this, but understanding these limits will push policymakers to avoid even nearing them and turn to innovational ideas such as contact tracing to identify where and when a virus was contracted and who was involved. But it's no surprise that gaining this information will take time. Time which the U.S. does not have, as hundreds if not thousands of people are dying every day and even more are contracting or spreading the virus, sometimes unknowingly. To help those in need, the United States needs to implement substantial policy while they are working to expand their knowledge of the virus. The New York Times article writes, While they wait for the infection rate to fall, policymakers will need to provide more support to workers who have lost their jobs or hours and to small businesses teetering on the brink of failure. That could mean trillions more in small business loans, unemployment benefits, and direct payments to individuals, and it could force the government to get creative in deploying money to avoid bottlenecks. This passage provides a unique perspective on the problem. It explains that measures need to be taken to assist small businesses or the unemployed, but also acknowledges that doing so could substantially strain the economy and potentially create a bottleneck, which was mentioned at the beginning of this podcast. It is especially important to weigh the pros and cons of an action at a time like this, but at the same time, the United States cannot turn a blind eye to those in need and the people who are struggling not because of themselves, but at the fault of this extenuating circumstance. With this, this quotation is extremely important to consider because it provides context as to why the government may be hesitant to further their aid to Americans across the country. also states that policymakers will need to give better support and protection to Americans who are putting their own health at risk to keep the essential parts of the economy running, 
like doctors, nurses, grocery store clerks, and package delivery drivers. Frontline workers such as those listed in this quotation are often overlooked, and their impact and dedication to helping others is not appreciated nearly enough as it needs to be in this difficult time. You may be familiar with the initiative to clap and howl for healthcare workers at a certain time in the day, but such employees need more motivation than this. Motivation that can only be handed out with aid provided by the government itself. It is especially important to consider these frontline workers while developing all the information about the virus, because without them, we would have no capability to heal the sick and even to purchase necessities for daily life, such as food and medicine. With all of this in mind, however, it is increasingly likely that the White House will choose to avoid implementing these measures, or even to attempt to expand their understanding of the virus. Several weeks ago, President Trump explained that he would like to open the economy by Easter. He later withdrew this proposal, but nonetheless, the New York Times article states, It's important not to lift too early, said Amal Werner, a Massachusetts Institute of Technology economist, who was a co-author of a new study that found that cities that took more aggressive steps to curb the 1918 flu pandemic in the United States emerged with stronger economies than cities that did less. Because if we lift too early, the pandemic can take hold again, and that itself is very bad for the economy. This passage is possibly one of the most important from the entire article. It cites vivid examples and justifications that prove reopening the economy and reducing restrictions on closures and activities will only work to increase damage and place the country in a worse position than where it started off. With all of this, the United States must attempt to improve their understanding of the virus to implement policy that will help those struggling, but if all else fails, to avoid loosening restrictions at the expense of a deepening economy drop, in addition to the countless deaths that would come with it. That was a lot of information, and it truly boils down to three simple questions. How long is the economy going to be shut down? What impacts a decision to reopen the economy? And how can the U.S. prevent the continued decline of the economy even when it isn't fully active? First and foremost, the economy cannot be opened until it is safe to do so, and until opening stores and restaurants will not impede the health of those who attend them. The article explains that, quote, the shutdown could drag well beyond the month, and not only this, but it explains that some shutdown initiatives will carry through the end of the year, with unemployment rates reaching unacceptable percentages in 2021 as well. Even if the economy opens within the next couple of months, its impact will be tangible for months, if not years after. I touched on some of the factors that go into determining if the economy should reopen. The government needs to identify how the percentage of people infected or dead adjusts over time, the capacity of hospitals to care for such patients, as well as potential hotspots or strands that are spreading the virus, which can be determined with contact tracing. Without this basic information, 
There will be no way for the government to determine how the virus is changing over time and if they can loosen the measures that are already in place. several preventative measures that can be implemented in order to avoid the continued decline in the U.S. economy, even when it's not fully functioning. Among these measures include unemployment aid and small business loans, which can keep workers and businesses, both of which are vital to local and national economies, up and running in an attempt to return as closely to normal after this pandemic is not threatening the number of lives that it is today. So think about it. The government cannot implement substantial action without understanding the basics of the pandemic, but they are seemingly unwilling to do so. In the meantime, they should be providing those in need with aid, but what they have done is not enough, and all the while, they are projecting dates to reopen the economy that would jeopardize the health of thousands, and it seems there is nothing we can do to help. But I urge you to stay informed, to keep up with the news, and to advocate for what you know is right. That's all for today on COVID Quarantine, and I hope you join us next week.